0: this is indulge with amanda liberto a non-guilty podcast about guilty pleasures i sat down with olivia kyle at cartel in tempe to talk about their non-guilty guilty pleasure of 8123 you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Indulge With for updates on guests and episodes and comment on what your guilty pleasure is that you are not guilty about. Thanks for listening. Thank you for meeting me again. I brought you here today to talk about 8123. So tell me kind of like how you got started with 8123 and
1: kind of like what it is. Well, 8123, I got started with them at least like being a fan and being part of the community when gosh, it probably would have been the first year of college. Almost ten years ago now. But yeah, I saw I saw the main who is is the primary band. They played a concert at ASU and that was my first real experience with them. I'd listen to their music a little bit off and on. They're local heroes. They're around. They're in Arizona. They were always doing something. And it was just like something that was in the area that I was sort of involved in. I saw it happening. And 8123 evolved after um, they fell through with their major label. And they started their own their own label, their own management company. They do everything themselves. They put on tours. They do their own merch. They're fully immersed in their entire business model. So
0: Some people can kind of get... Confuse as to like what 8123 is is it like a management label a record label a promotional organization like kind of like what is it
1: it's kind of all of those things because they have just a small team and it's really the main those guys and their manager and their little team of people and they manage themselves and they used to manage other bands they signed other bands uh, back in the day and they book their own tours and their own shows and Yeah, they handle, it's everything hands-on for them. So it's just an all-encompassing umbrella that they can release stuff under. You've been like a part of
0: 8123 Community for about 10 years. Could you give me like a guesstimate of how many times you've seen the
1: main? Oh, geez. I can never remember the number, but I definitely know it's between 20 and 30, something like that. I wish it was more, and there's been opportunities. I rarely ever miss a main show and i've seen him in other states multiple times god only knows why <laughs> but we love them so yeah it's it's been a lot of times what is
0: it about 8123 either as a label or a community that kind of like keeps you coming back for more
1: it's it's a local thing it's a pride thing it's it's this community of people that there's no frills there's no drama there's no nonsense it's just a community of people that love their state and even people outside of the state they they have this, this connection to this band. But for Arizonans, it's it's a local love. You know, we, we came up with these guys. A lot of us grew up at the same time they were coming into their own. They were growing up with us, you know. And I've met so many people around the country and around the world who have come from this community. And it's also tight-knit, even though it's so big now. So I love that.
0: Yeah, that's like something that always just blows me away is, like, how big they are now. When we went to 8123 Fest in January this year, they did, like, a pre-show show at the Van Buren. Yep. And John goes on stage, and he's like, how many people are from Arizona? And, like, you, me, and, like, probably, like, a couple hundred other people mm-hmm. are like, so we were like, woo, it's us. <laughs> and then he's like, how many people are from out of state? And then, like, even more people yelled. And then the one that, like, really, like, blew my mind is he's like, how many people are here from out of the country? And he kind of said it, like, cautiously, and there was like a good amount of people that started screaming. Yep. As like a fan who's been here for like from the very beginning, like what is that experience
1: like? It's wild to meet people who have come from so far to see the main. Because I've met people at like Flagstaff shows who came from like one of my best friends now. She she's from New York and she came out for a Flagstaff show and that's where we met her. And we met all those girls in the parking garage and we went there before 8123 Fest to have breakfast. And they were in awe that we lived in Arizona, and it blows my mind. But it's really cool to see them do that and forget that they're famous. <laughs> all the time. Yeah, they're just around, you know. We run into them all the time. And they forget how big they are and how many people want to meet them after shows. They're like, they'll do the free meet and greet, and there will be hundreds of people standing there. And they just forget, you know. And that's wild to me because that it's still so humble.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, like, 8123 was kind of like a way to stay in Arizona for them, but for other bands. and That's why they kind of signed them. So, like, what is the importance to you of, like, creating a space so that bands don't have to leave to go to L.A. or Chicago or New York or Seattle, depending on their taste of music, kind of, like, cultivating this local music legitimacy?
1: It's been really good for the Arizona scene because we've had a lot of ups and downs. I've been in it for a long time. And having a band that's so solid like the main and having a label like 8123 really like take root in Arizona is huge because every scene should have a community like that. And they don't always exist. 8123 gave us roots. So there was always something to go to. Even if it's not really your thing, it's something that anchors part of this community. And every local music scene has to start somewhere. And the main really built up something crazy when they did this. And it, like I said, it's a thing of pride for all of us. <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. What's your favorite album? Do you have a favorite album? Oh,
1: It's always a tie between American Candy and Black and White.
0: Tell me like, why you think those are their best albums, in your opinion.
1: Black and White is where I really found the main. And American Candy is where the main found the main so I, I love black and white so many people give that album a bad rap because it was their major label album and it was so good it doesn't even <laughs> matter it was so good it was just like them finding a sense of of purpose like they really sounded like arizona on that record yeah. and then american candy was them like sounding like a rock band totally As, yeah and they were just they they were like a band now you know what i mean and like they made seven incredible records and those two will always be my favorite like I, not to discredit anything that came before, of course, but like they really hit their stride with American candy. Yeah.
0: So like my black and white is the first one is the can't stop Won't stop mm-hmm. album. And I think I love it because it's so them fumbling around in the dark <laughs> and it's the album that like got me into the band as like black and white is for you. It was like the one where I was like, holy shit, this comes out of Arizona and I live here what right this is this man can't be from tempe but like that album means so much to me even though like it's such a fun album it's not good <laughs> like, it is and it's not yeah you're, you're right <laughs> it is like it's so time in 2008 yeah where like it will always bring a nostalgic sense for me mm-hmm. but like you couldn't release that album tomorrow no
1: it's like <laughs> watching a cobra starship video it's like wow we really took that for granted you yeah. know oh <laughs> but it's a time God. capsule it's a moment yeah yeah <laughs>
0: So you've seen the band, like, nearly 30 times now. We've seen them five times this year. Thank God. Or we're seeing them for the fifth time this year yep. in November. What makes you keep coming back?
1: I don't know. It's it's fun to watch the evolution of the live show and how wild they've decided to push the envelope. But it's also just because, like, I can tell you, when you get a room full of, like, serious main fans all together, we black out for a while. Like, It's just, it's like a fever dream, you know what I mean? And then we wake up and we're like, that actually happened. Then we have to go back to real life. Like, that's not fair, you know? So I don't know if they realize that's what they're doing to so many people, but it's definitely true.
0: No, and I love them all so dearly, but they should never know that they have that power.
1: (laughs) We can never tell them. (laughs) No,
0: absolutely. Don't listen, boys. Turn it off. Don't stop listening. Except Pat. You can listen to anything I say. (laughs) But, like, is there a moment specifically that happens? So, like, I always think about like There's a moment when Jack Antonoff from Bleachers, whenever he plays um, I Want to Get Better, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is the reason I will spend, no matter how much money you ask me to spend, literally every single time I'm here, like, to see this song live, because it, like, it unleashes something inside of me. Mm-hmm. And it's it's cathartic, and, I, like, I need it. Like, I, it's, it's therapy. So, like, is there something that, like, happens at these shows where, like... Okay, like when is this happening again? When can I do this as fast as possible?
1: Yeah, and they always do that moment where they where everybody screams 8123 means everything to me, and like that is I have not been conscious for several of those moments. Like it's just it's a thing that just sweeps over the whole crowd and it's we're all just one person at that point, you know what I mean? So moments like that since it started to be a real thing and watching that happen that's why i'll always come back that they turn these four stupid numbers into this movement i don't that's never gonna get old
0: (sighs) yeah tell me a little bit about the tattoos you have from
1: the main slash 8123 i have three of them now so i got the outline of arizona tattooed three or four years ago and john wrote out unlost which is one of their songs off american candy he wrote it out very reluctantly but he did it and he was a li- he was mildly shocked when I got it tattooed. <laughs> and then I got the rose from Lovely Little Lonely. And then right before 8123 Fest, I got the numbers tattooed under the rose. So most of my arm is gonna be Arizona themed, so I'll probably work it in there. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be there somewhere. <laughs> so, okay, so you're from Arizona.
0: You've been here forever. You and I are some people who are kind of in this minority that is becoming a majority, in which we like love Arizona and love being from Ar- Arizona. What does something like this, this band, this label, this community, any of it, kind of like give you as someone who loves Arizona?
1: It kind of gives me a little bit more of a tether, like a home base, because this is always going to be home. Like it doesn't matter where I end up. Arizona's the end game. I, I know that. But having a community that I've been a part of for so long that's not just living here, like, having that tether is so nice because music is my whole life. So having some, a community like that where I love to be is the best thing ever. How much has that, like, influenced what you do now? Oh, God. It was huge for me, actually, because I remember the first time that I saw them play. I was coming from one of my shifts at the radio station where I was working for, at ASU, Blaze Radio. And I was coming from the station to the show, and I the only thing I had in my bag were my headphones. So the boys sign my headphones and they're like, keep doing the music thing. And literally that's what John said to me. And I'm like, okay. And like, I was already on that track and it's just like, it's a reminder. Like I still have those headphones, you know, it's, it, it really helps to know that there's people out here who believe in that and getting to be a part of it while staying where I love is so important to me. I work for a company called Atlas Artist Group that I helped found. Uh, me and my best friend. So I go to shows and I interview bands and I take pictures and we try to we try to cover artists that inspire us, artists that are maybe on the verge of something. Independent artists or signed artists doesn't matter as long as the message is good um, and they're doing something positive.
0: So eighty one twenty three kind of started with a few different uh, bands. I mean, it started with the main, but then they had a few different other bands kind of sign on and kind of make them bigger than they probably could have been on their own. Um, And then, you know, those bands have now gone off to do other things or they have broken up or whatever. Um, But something that I think is, like, so cool that The Main really did was that they would bring other 8123 bands on tour with them.
1: Yeah, they did that a lot when they were starting out, when 8123 was starting to take off, because they had a rocket to the moon for a while. They had This Century, The Technicolors. Lydia was part of it for a minute everybody's side projects had releases under 8123. Because all these guys would do side projects when they got bored. They'd be yeah. off tour and they're like, we're going to make a record that sounds like the Beach Boys and they would just go do it. And that's wild because no artist has that freedom. Yeah. Like no artist with any kind of reach, really, unless you're signed and you've established yourself for a long time. Mm-hmm. You have to work really hard to get past the contracts and the nonsense. 8123 never had to do that. Like once they got out of the contract, that, that's when they like found like, oh, we can do whatever we want now. And they made it happen. So bringing all those people on tour, like a rocket to the moon is one of the most influential, no longer existing bands that came out of this state. You know, they were huge. Every time they even whisper any any of those guys like, we're going to do something. People come flocking. Like it's wild to watch. And this century was huge. So yeah, I mean, it was, it was really cool when they would bring their friends along. After a while, it got to be a little repetitive and it was nice to see them branch out because you have to. And they made friends in other labels and other scenes and other fan bases. Um, But when they were first starting out, it was so important that they took all those people along because they got to grow together. And they needed that. Otherwise, I don't think they'd be where they are.
0: I agree. And I don't think any of the bands that they brought on with them probably would have the reach that they had now.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And a lot of them, it's kind of sad. A lot of them don't exist anymore. Rocket broke up, this century. Although they come back together for 8123 Fest sometimes. Lydia's not affiliated anymore. They're still around, but they're kind of on hiatus as far as I know. And the Technicolors are on tour. And Austin Gibbs, I don't know what happened to him. I hope he's okay.
0: (laughs) Potential RIP to Austin Gibbs. We don't know. I think he's in
1: Nashville. That's the last I heard of him. (laughs) At least he's still in a music city.
0: Would you consider Arizona and Phoenix like a music city?
1: I think it could be. Okay. I don't think it necessarily is right now. It's gone through so many changes in the last decade, at least of me being in it. And I know other people who've been in it longer will tell you the same thing. So many ups and downs. There was a huge boom. And then all these bands broke up all at once. And it was like, it's like hills and valleys. So it could be a music city and we're really starting to expand. But our biggest problem is that we, you know, we have an anchor, but we're losing, we're losing the auxiliary parts. Like we're losing venues. So I hope one day it is for real. Because it was, and then it wasn't. So, I don't know. I think I think it's coming back.
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you, uh, because this podcast is all about not feeling guilty about the things that you love, because I think fundamentally the idea of a guilty pleasure is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> if you love something, don't feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you cl- very literally wear it on your sleeve. <laughs> um, so, is this a pleasure you feel guilty about?
1: Almost Never. Sometimes I do. I'll be at the show and I'm like, eh. yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's all love. It really is. Like I'm never, I'm never going to feel bad about this. There's never going to be a moment where I'm going to regret any of this. I'm going to be 80. and If the band's still playing, I'm going to be there. You know what I mean? Absolutely. If, if we're all still walking around, we'll wheel them out there. It's fine. You know what I mean? Like they're going to be the rolling stones of Arizona. We'll be out there forever. And I don't think I'm ever going to feel guilty or bad about that. Cause it's brought me so much joy. There's no reason to ever have any doubt. Like, no matter where I go, no matter how many times I see them, I don't know, it's it's always going to be happiness. So I don't think I could ever feel guilty about that. Yeah. Did you ever feel guilty about it? No, I never did because I didn't know what it was becoming. Okay. Like, it was just something we were doing, and then all of a sudden it was huge, and we're like, oh, I guess we're in this now. So it was never, like, a guilt thing. It was always just, like building up to something that we didn't know was happening like we're
0: i feel like because i've i started seeing them a long time ago too almost i think like 2012 may have been Mm -hmm. my first concert um which we probably would have been about the same age when we started seeing them probably but um yeah i feel like we are on the ride with them oh yeah into fame
1: yeah, we all we all came up with these guys, you know what I mean? Like they were local, they still are, but like they were really local right when I was leaving high school cuz I'm just a little bit younger than them. So yeah, they were they started to blow up when I went to college. So yeah, we definitely came up with these boys. And we just keep growing, you know what I mean? We just yeah. keep we keep going. So if anybody feels guilty about that, get off the train now cuz there's no point.
0: Would you say that 8123 means everything to you? <laughs>
1: It's definitely up there. No, it, it definitely does. I wear it on my arm. It's it's everything. Like there there won't be anything like this. That's for sure. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, final shout out to any of the boys. You pick one, you give a shout out. Just in case they're listening. <laughs> this is Jared th- for president. Jared for president. <laughs> great ending. Thank you so much, Olivia, for hanging out with me and telling me about your non-guilty guilty pleasure, indulging me with your non-guilty guilty pleasure. Um, hope you liked being on the show.
1: Thank you. It was great.